0: You know we're back. I'm Zach. Long episode. Here's part two of "I Love That Bachelor," a Bachelor podcast. Because the unexamined life isn't worth living. Pretty sure it's living. It's the conspiracy episode. Are you enjoying it? It goes long. We have more fun. Sit down, buckle up, grab a drink, and hang out. bye So anyway. I guess it's a smart play from Serena C and I see where you're coming from. You know, it is the way to get attention. And I think that, I think she realizes she probably doesn't have too much of a chance in the way of being his wife. So she might as well score some followers.
1: Sure. Drag someone or par- else down or par- with her or, or
0: paradise. Yeah.
1: yeah. Maybe that's it. It's more of a paradise audition that like, Oh, I, well, I can be dramatic too. Like, wouldn't that be unfortunate to last halfway through a season and then not get asked to come on Paradise because you were never like interesting enough or, you know, they need they need a little drama. They need the Jordans. They need the. Yeah, the Bibianas, you know, people who are fun to watch because you just know it's going to be messy.
0: Jordan got married. What?
1: To uh, To a woman, a normal woman or a bachelor nation woman,
0: normal woman, human woman. Presumably so. Yes. All right. Although, if a female robot woman ends up looking like the girl from that uh, Jason Isaac um, Ex Machina... Yeah. I'm in. Who wouldn't be? Oh my god, I've just made a realization. So, uh, and this is the episode of... We're just gonna shoot the shit, I guess. Um, More than normal. I've been wanting to watch a movie that is... um, Yeah widely agreed upon as being good you know that isn't fucking mcgruber you know like i want to watch a movie so i can start to understand what it is i like about that movie is it the writing is it the editing you know is it the music use because i want to like begin to analyze this uh, a movie you know to some extent to really understand what it is that i enjoy about film Mm -hmm. but uh um I was thinking it was her, but her is so Joaquin Phoenix and dialogue. So it didn't seem like it was the right movie to do this with. But Ex Machina is probably a little bit better than that. There's a little bit of a wider cast. Mhm. Um
1: so you're trying to like so that, to like do like genre deconstruction where it's like I like movies that are like mysteries or that have interesting cinematography or that are like mumble like
0: Yeah no so, uh, I guess what it started was is I was watching a, (laughs) a documentary on what made Akira Kurosawa's movies so enjoyable.
1: This is uh, um, old like the westerns.
0: Seven Samurai. Have you never seen The Seven Samurai?
1: No 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 I'm I'm confused. Was was an Italian The Good Bad and the Ugly guy influenced by Kurosawa? And that's why I'm confusing it. Yeah. Yeah, Because, like, samurais and westerns are similar, sort of.
0: Yeah, because... So, Kurosawa did a lot of very interesting shots, you know? Um, And he had a lot of the combat off-screen where he would show people and kind of pan in this way so that you saw the whole room. And he would utilize long, medium, and up-close shots. Um, And so, watching that, I was like, God, I really need to find a movie. And start to diagnose what it is about this movie that i like you know and why i think this director is good um and i love alex garland's writing and i loved ex machina and so i wonder if i start there and begin watching other films that he has directed or even uh that stupid show again devs mm-hmm. um anyway I, I, that was just the genesis of why i I've been trying to find a movie that I enjoyed and bringing up that robot woman from Ex Machina. I always go right to that fucking dance scene. Of course. was the (laughs) sickest scene, dude. That is such an awesome part of that movie. It's so dope. The music was perfect. And uh, he's like, come on, man, just cut a rug. (laughs) They go into some synchronized dance. How fucking sick is that? It's
1: like the right amount of creepy and whimsical. Yeah, in like a dark hard sci-fi so yeah, yeah I, I get what anyway. you're saying like my uh like my wife for example always it's al- almost all the time will enjoy a movie that is about like small towns or like people from hmm. like quirky small towns uh i'll just you know like I'll, I'll just say like napoleon dynamite as an example even though i don't know if that's one that she likes but you know what i mean like something dated about a small community there's just something charming about it that she almost always, like, reliably enjoys in a movie we pick out.
0: You know, dude, you gotta watch Dark.
1: I keep hearing about it. I hear it's really good. All
0: right. Yeah, I watched it a few weeks ago. It's in a small German town. That could be your cell. Okay. It's got a little bit of horror into it. You guys like horror? Yeah. You know? So there's, like, scary thriller kind of aspect, and it's a little sci-fi-y.
1: How it m- was sick. No, we. I think we watched a couple seasons... But we probably weren't giving it the proper amount of attention because it you know it's like German subtitled, so you gotta really oh, like, you have pay to, you attention know, th- to it.
0: Beyond that, yeah, I don't It's about timelines.
1: That's my understanding.
0: Okay, yeah. like you have to pay attention to this show because there's three, four different like timelines.
1: Okay. <laughs> anyway. Some Westworld Bless shit. You. Bless you. Bless you. So, uh. <laughs> uh seg- segue Kit, Kit and Matt make some cookies. And
0: he goes for dessert first. And this, by the way, should have been your first point. What? About him about being, being a, a psycho,
1: that he would have yeah. dessert before dinner?
0: Who the fuck goes to dessert first? I don't right. care. Look, it's as if he just became an adult. I could eat cereal or dessert for breakfast. Like shut the fuck up, right. You'd Like do whatever you want. You know, this is this doesn't make you unique. We've all done yeah. it, but you
1: should probably eat your vegetables first, you ass. Sure, but humans like the dessert best, so I will ingratiate <laughs> myself with the humans by saying that I like dessert first. Exactly. The, exactly. The first for best. Yeah, and then they yeah. just make cookies. Like chocolate chip cookies. It wasn't they didn't decorate. i I'm, it's just the lowest form of dessert
0: okay no hold on no no that's what I say <laughs> to Harry <laughs> um,
1: when he disses cookies the, uh,
0: <laughs> no dude fucking Um, I didn't write it down but literally cookies cookies and pie are my favorite desserts I love pie but cookies there's nothing better than a cookie like the perfect cookie it really matters, and I knew Kit was the one when she talked about how important cookies were to her.
1: Don't get so. Don't get me wrong. I also love cookies and pie. I just, in terms no, you of ju- you, you, you said they're just cookies. Cookies aren't just cookies. They're delightful in terms of effort and interest in the date cooking literally yeah, there's so many cooking shows you you understand the intricacies of watching somebody like create you know culinary <laughs> sure. arts from the ground up like there's so much potential but when i think cookies i love them too delicious as they are it didn't seem like you did and that's why i had to bring it up okay no no i have nothing against cookies i have something against squandering the potential of a dinner at my place to just cracking some eggs and flour and cream and whatever in a in a you know and then just rolling them into balls and putting them on the cookie sheet that's like that's peasant yeah. shit
0: whoa here's two new york socialites <laughs> like you're telling me
1: neither you can fucking cook something a little more interesting than that
0: so i have many thoughts on this
1: i mean i'm not, i'm not a fucking middle schooler in home ec i'm an adult i'm <laughs> presenting myself as a classy new york socialite they could have done better.
0: What would you cook? I don't know. You can give me just the dinner.
1: Personally, I'd cook gumbo cuz that's where I thrive. But literally any kind of like spiced or salted meat with some kind of you know, just put a vegetable on the side. It doesn't matter. You can class up some potatoes or mashed potatoes or just fucking boil and spice them like carrots and beans. There's there's options.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, there are a lot of yeah. There are a lot of options. They they did miss the ball on the dinner because he did say dinner at my place. And it's like, this is your moment to show us what you would cook. And I've thought about this all day. Um, and I think I would settle on homemade pasta. Um, and I don't think this is correct, but my grandfather was born in Italy and raised in Argentina. Um, I still think he's a fucking Fascist.
1: Absolute from the war. Idiot.
0: You know, so I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. You know, Italy where they were the bad guys and a lot of them moved to Argentina. <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll, we'll get, okay. I'm going to come back to what I would cook and why I got here, but you know what? I'll tell you later. Remind me to tell you about Michael. Okay. Um, but he calls it alcoca Um, and it's literally you, um, you put some oil in a pan, right? Like a, like a heavy dose of oil. <clears throat> And you start, you heat it up, and then while it's starting, like, you put it on low, so it's heating up slowly. You take whole cloves of garlic, you know, cut them in half. You take uh, chopped tomatoes, and you pull fresh basil. And then you put that all in the oil, and you let it start to become fragrant. And then once it starts to become, like, things start to get a little brown, you throw the noodles in there, or the pasta, excuse me. You throw the pasta in there, and you mix it up, and that's it
1: just in the oil pepper
0: yeah that's it wow and salt and pepper maybe parmesan if you got it you know if you want to be crazy you could put parmesan in with the oil so you get a little thick maybe a little cream Mm -hmm. but like a little bit the the idea is that it's just a vessel for the the pasta to be this flavor though because the oil becomes that flavor um that's what i would do and i would make i would you know we could make the dough together run it through the machine together you know like there's a whole thing here that could have been done as you said my other option is a magnificent cabbage soup but nothing says like i'm a jew who grew up poor (laughs) and this is my favorite dish ever than
1: cabbage soup (laughs) okay but the plus side is is that speaks to your culture and that italian dish you just described speaks to your culture like cookies don't like, that's like, I boiled a hot dog. It's like, it, you know, it doesn't, it's nothing special or individual. Like, this was an opportunity to show yourself, like, and I think like a cabbage or a ratatouille or even if it's like a, you know, peasant food, like it, it speaks to your personality. Missed opportunity. I'm really, I'm like grinding this episode to a halt to express my displeasure with cookies. It's okay. Being the, ch- okay. You know what it was? The dates were boring. The one-on-ones were boring. I know he likes Rachel and Kit obviously like they're whatever they're young hot things that aren't terribly interesting it's what you expect from this show like who's the most like
0: yeah i know. want to see it one-on-one with katie and if i don't get it i'm gonna be pissed something and i'm just, probably not going to get it
1: yeah because that She's was from oregon that would be too challenging she would have real conversations and like i think there's a recognition wow. that matt is not the most like We've he's not soured. deep We've soured. (laughs) I didn't mean to make you sour. The milk has gone bad. They left it out too long. I'm just saying that Matt studied Tyler long enough to know how (laughs) to make a girl feel comfortable and say the right things to be reassuring and encouraging, and I mistook that for class and depth in the first few episodes. Now I realize it's just a gimmick. It's like negging. (laughs) It's like the opposite of negging. It's just manipulating people.
0: That's actually... That's a good point that we could probably go on for hours talking about. That's actually really interesting. The yeah. opposite of negging and what it, how that affects um, relationships and how you build attraction. That's actually really quite captivating. Yeah, we
1: should write a but, uh, doctoral. You know, we should submit it to the journals and.
0: Let's do it. Yeah, yeah fuck it. Yeah. You and me, we're psych. We're doctors and psychologists. <laughs> we're psycho um,
1: doctors.
0: <laughs> whatever, whatever you want me to be, I'll be. Um, I'm going to add to your thought here and this this can be my final point have you ever seen any of the women touch uh the portion of matt james's head so you know how like you have your ear the middle of the ear but going the direction towards your nose for those of you that cannot see me do it it's only wade
1: i'm gonna pull off a um, headphone here and poke you see, into you my what ear. i'm doing Right here? Am I doing? Not it? in your
0: ear. No. no, outside your ear, bro. Like right in, here. like in front of the. In front of the ear. Okay. Like right in the middle of your face. You know, and I'm just saying. I didn't want people to poke the back of their ears. Mm. It's it's in the front of your ear, right there, where like you can feel the your skull, probably where your your jaw hooks in. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Your mouth, you can feel the jawbone.
1: Okay. Got it. Have got you it. seen
0: any of these girls touch
1: him there? Um, <laughs> I guess I, if they have, I haven't noticed what. I like where you're going. With I don't this. think
0: they have. And hear me out. Hear me out. Um, and I think why we haven't seen that is if any of the girls do do this, they have to edit this next portion out because when you press right there, the face opens up and you see a little alien man controlling a human body.
1: I was gonna go there if you didn't. That that's where his <mumbles> off switch is. <are. laughs>
0: You know, if he, if he was a full on robot, his off switch would be in the middle of his back, and that's how Lore turns off Data and then assumes Data's role on Enterprise.
1: I'm really glad you took us back off topic here. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the new Men in Black movie
0: with what's it, with uh, the hem, hems, and Thor Hemsworth and whoever and, else? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Should I? It's not bad. People like okay. like the reviews ripped it up. And I watched it I'll over the it. break, and I'm like, this is just as good, if not better, than the first three. Like uh, The Men in Black movies are not art. They're not actually great if you're being a critical viewer. But if you just want the entertainment, I thought this one was a lot of fun.
0: Uh, so, I mean, honestly, uh, if, for any of you that uh, have been following our legacy... You may have heard of Stay Cool Forever. And <laughs> <laughs> moving on from Stay Cool Forever, where we reviewed movies. From the 90s. Um, from the 90s. Well, I've taken that and through the pandemic and all of that into now, I've learned that movies don't have to be like great. And I, I feel like I knew that already, but this weekend I watched. I watched so many Godzilla and King Kong movies, it was stupid. It was so dumb, and like, I couldn't get enough. It was so much fun. It doesn't matter. It's fun. You know, they don't have to be groundbreaking art. It's just fun. And you know, there's a- there's a point in time where popcorn flicks... are- are- are important, and- and good, you know? I like sitting there and crying to a fucking movie, but also... I kinda wanna watch Godzilla beat the shit out of shit
1: yeah you know it, it goes both ways.: <laughs> no this is yeah this is like what the Marvel movies are for me. I know they're not art, but i any any oh, day of the shit. week, I could put one on, and it's that's a guaranteed good time. I don't always have to challenge myself or cry or you know watch something new. Like, there's a reason for that stuff
0: D- totally fair absolutely fair i'm gonna I'm gonna have you sell me on the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming up.
1: Oh, privately. Oh, we don't we need to do it sure? on, on there. I mean, if we're going lower quality, we could we could just round it up to 2 hours.
0: <laughs> um okay, so so start. I'm going to be right back. All right. I'll uh
1: what am I going to talk about?
0: Okay, no, so yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, you figure it out. I'm I'm muting you. <laughs> sure, fine.
1: So, uh hey, it's it's time for wade talk. This, a segment aside from the podcast. Um so about these cookies, it wasn't dinner. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't relate to Kit at all. Like, I, I don't doubt that she's a human with emotions, but she's also like a rich socialite. That's like a hot young white girl from New York City. And, uh, I don't know why she was crying so much on her date. Like she kept cr- Like why? Cause maybe she's really looking for love. Maybe that's something that's hard for her to find in her, current situation but uh i also don't think that uh, you know i i'm now on the mat as a robot train so it's real it's it's a real mind warp <clears throat> you know that a uh, kit has a podcast with her mom or had a podcast yeah, in 2019 nice do they yeah. still do it
0: yeah yeah they still do it
1: okay that was that was a rough that was a rough I minute like without you
0: yeah, no, that was terrible. Just you just vamped on Kit for no reason. Of course I was listening. I I'm, just muted you. I'm
1: just looking at my notes. Like, um, I didn't want to skip no. over substantial commentary without you.
0: <laughs> it, you're a thoughtful person. You're the kind of guy who wouldn't just cook cookies, bake cookies right. on a come to my house for dinner. Um,
1: I'd make a gumbo. There's frozen okra We'd now start in the, the stores.
0: What? Yeah, yeah, you have a Ralphs you, right? They have frozen okra that you can throw into your gumbo. I thought about that because okra is like never in season.
1: Yeah, and the last time I made gumbo for you with okra, well, our bathrooms know what happened, so <laughs> I, oh, that's I, right. I haven't, I haven't yeah. used it since. I do celery instead because <laughs> I think okra, yeah, okra that has that some shit in my brain something in it. That.
0: So no, I I, uh, I wanted, I wanted you. And we can end this, if you'd like. No, no need. Okay. Um, I sent you a... Hold on. Let me preface this with... I love that you're viewing all of the stupid shit that I send you. You know, they're all fun little tidbits of things that I'm like, I have to share this with Wade. I need his opinion. You know, we've kind of got this weird friendship where... um, Essentially, it's all me going, Hey what is this and should I, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and then you've got some take on it and it's great. So I sent you, um, an article, um, about the newest Spider-Man that's coming out and it sounded pretty fucking dope. And I, I sent you the article and I said, should I be watching these? And then you went into a paragraph long diatribe about (coughs) phase four of Marvel cinematic universe. And and I I'm, I'm I'm a trout and I'm nibbling. I'm nibbling on that power bait right now. And I thought I was going to write the MCU off after Endgame. I thought you were too actually.
1: I considered it.
0: And then everything you said to me, I was like, "Oh fuck, I really don't want to watch The Mandalorian. I want I want Star Wars to be over." Mm. You, I just you just don't... you just
1: tell me when when to unload this clip on you, because I I have thoughts.
0: Okay, okay, I guess I I'll, I'll take your Mandalorian thing and you can sell me on the MCU at some other time, or you can do both. Whatever, I, it doesn't fucking matter. Here's why. Here's my preamble to why I want to write off the Mandalorian. Right off the bat, Walt Disney was an anti-Semite secondly he employed nazi scientists everyone
1: in this country employed nazi scientists
0: (laughs) i know well look i'm happy to give a pass to nasa because i kind of love space a lot um moving from there i just i don't appreciate the selling of the soul of star wars and the commodification of Star Wars and its story, um, and and honestly, hindering how good Star Wars could be for the sake of identity politics and like, look, we got an Asian and and uh, an racially ambiguous guy who we're gonna date, you know? Like, I don't, I don't fucking need that. And then going from there. I, I was like, look, they finished out the Skywalker saga. I'm done. I've I've no affiliation to this anymore. I'm done. You know, it, it it's over. If they want to do a Kotor story, Knights of the Old Republic, it's fucking brilliant. I'll watch that. That was my one exception. And I just don't know like You're telling me that Ray has the capabilities out of fucking nowhere without training of a master Jedi? No way. No way. And finally, finally, in the second, what is it, number eight? Number eight of Star Wars, mm-hmm. they were uh, running away from some ship. You know, the the Empire was coming, and the rebels were f- flying away, and they were just out of reach of lasers that were being shot at them. And the trajectory of the lasers bent... On an arc, yeah, they're they're shooting a particle laser, you know, like like this particle density, and it's coming from a light source, presumably. If the lasers are anything like a phaser, and as as they've alluded to, there's no bullet drop in fucking space, and neither is there bullet drop with fucking laser technology. Okay, that's stupid.
1: It's not and how so gravity works. Of, I, I know you're right. You're right.
0: Because of all of these things, I was like, "I'm done. I'm done. I don't need to watch these Star Wars shits anymore." And my little brother loves fucking Disney and Star Wars and Star Trek's better, but Star Wars was a lot of fun. Totally stolen property from a callback earlier this episode of The Seven Samurai by Akira Kurosawa. It's the exact same story. Now, it was done well. I would even watch 1, 2, and 3 before I watched 7, 8, and 9. Every day of the week. Correct. And I understand that the Mandalorians, what, got the guy who did the fucking Thor 2 or whatever? You know, the, the, the fun Thor with Jeff Goldblum? Oh, no, I mean, uh, Ra- ta- Ragnarok. Ta-
1: Taika Waititi did direct an episode or two, and he voiced a character on the show.
0: Isn't there like a Favreau or something? Yeah,
1: John Favreau. He he did the first Iron Man, so he's kind of credited with launching the MCU as we know it. Okay, and he's yeah, so my, a beloved yeah. director. And I I forget the name of the guy he teamed up with to do the Mandalorian, but they're I I love
0: Favreau. My little brother is selling me so hard on this fucking Mandalorian shit, and honestly, he doesn't listen to this podcast. So if I do fucking cave, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna go out of my way We're celebrating his birthday on Sunday I'm gonna go out of my way to have him talk to me About the Mandalorian And then I'm gonna text him and say Hey I'll watch it because you you sold me on it mm-hmm. And you'll get zero credit But every, this audience And you right now can know We'll know
1: <laughs> that I'm the one who actually sold you on it and <laughs> <laughs> Okay it Feels like cheating Sure Okay I'm trying to see if I can figure out the other... Dave Filoni. Well, no? Shit, I don't know. Um, do you know? Who it doesn't other? matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> never mind, sorry.
0: I mean, you can, you can ask her, it's fine. We're, we're, we're in the dregs of this
1: podcast. Oh, she's got her headphones in, never mind. She doesn't even know oh, that okay. I tried to get her attention, so I'm going to play it cool like I didn't, and let her go about her kitchen business. Is it... Shall I? Please, yeah, sell me on it. Okay, so like... Do any of us really like Star Wars? The first one, uh, episode four, admittedly silly. Everyone loves Empire. Everyone hated the Ewoks and Return of the Jedi. Everyone hated all of the prequels, even though they gradually, I guess, got better. But everyone hated but it when I they didn't. came out.
0: I'm going to let you talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't I don't mean to interject. I loved all of them. I, you loved
1: the pre- original trilogy so and the prequel trilogy? Did you like the absolutely. prequel trilogy? at the time it came out you weren't disappointed or like this is weird i'm
0: gonna give you i'm gonna give you an anecdote so um i forget which one it is but i was in the theater and i was we had to it was so packed i had to sit in the front half you know there's like four or five rows in the front of the theater i was sitting at the furthest back row of the front of the theater and when yoda came out and whipped out that fucking lightsaber on count duco's bitch ass dude I started clapping and the whole audience started clapping. Like I, I hold admittedly, I am five years younger than you. So there is a little bit of that difference. So I was Mm. younger when, when this when this came out, but also for me, escapism has kind of been a theme in my life (laughs) and it's fueled by my grandmother taking me to the movies or like, let's get Carl's Jr. Kind of shit. So that, for me star wars was always something that like signified this good over evil beauty to me you know even even then and and the quality did i didn't become a critic of film at you know whatever age those came out so so yes i remember them fondly and then i played all of the games i loved the games i played all i loved star wars and then i became an adult and realized holy shit I love Star Trek. Oh, my fucking God. Star Trek's the best thing that ever happened because it's much more sociopolitical and thoughtful than um, a cowboy space story, you know, that's stolen. But I do like I like Star Wars a lot, a lot, a lot when I was a kid, even the prequels.
1: Okay, that's fair. In hindsight, the prequels... No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I get what you're saying. Like, Disney is... There's a reason to be suspicious.
0: Yeah, it's all pre-Disney buying Lucasfilm.
1: Okay, so in my mind, the sequel trilogy with The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker, like, they didn't know what they were doing. It was a cash cow. Disney was not sincerely trying to appeal to what fans wanted. As you pointed out, maybe they wanted to be too inclusive or timely, and... In doing so didn't have a unified vision for that trilogy in my defense of the mandalorian i think they kind of try to just ignore that they're not trying to bridge a gap between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy they're just doing their own thing if you enjoyed like clone wars or any of the non-canonical like star wars legend books or something i definitely get the sense that they're going more for that vibe in the show it still has its Disneyisms for sure, but in my mind, that's just producing the Star Wars universe, which I love. Like, uh, like you said, a little bit of an age discrepancy. I didn't love the prequels when they came out, you know. But going to see them, like, I wouldn't. That's a, a fucking amazing experience. Like going in a theater and like seeing a Star Wars production. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like you get to go back to the world, and that alone, it's like it's like going to a theme park you've been to a bunch of times. Like yeah, you know what the rides are gonna feel like, but. It's still fun, like you, even if just for the nostalgia of it. Like I can, I can borrow some of the love I had for the originals and let let the ride go. Even the sequel trilogies, man. Like I'll watch them. Like yes, I recognize that they're not coherent, connected stories, and that they really fucking like drop the ball on concluding the Skywalker saga. But they're still Star Wars movies, so I'll give you good. Go ahead, good. Ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. So the Mandalorian, I think. And this is like discussed in the community and you can go to the most cynical people on Reddit and they will say this is the best Star Wars material since the original trilogy. Okay. Like it does not seem to be weighed down with like committees voting on what's the most appealing version of Star Wars to sell to kids and do merchandising with. Like and as like again, it's Disney. Like it's got some of that, but it's good. It's just it is what it is and it's good and it's not trying to be too reliant on maybe mistakes that have been made in the franchise since disney acquired it a course correction they know that they fucked up on the the sequels they know people didn't like them like there was so much backlash and so they just wrapped it up and now they can like try to tell better stories knowing how the fandom is going to react to it
0: so i'm reminded instantly and I don't know if we talked about did did we did we talk about Godzilla on this podcast episode or was that before?
1: I don't think we have. If we have, okay. not enough.
0: It, for sure, you gotta watch the Godzillas. Um,
1: if you any have any ones. thoughts on that, you can email yeah. us at I bachelor <laughs> at gmail dot com. Um, this is a bachelor podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's for sure a bachelor <laughs> podcast. We're gonna, as get, you can
1: tell, we're gonna get back to it.
0: Um, but. I said to you there are moments for popcorn flicks and they don't have to be great admittedly 7, 8, and 9 are terrible but I get wanting to go back into the world and if the Mandalorian is what you say it is I will engage order 69 and (laughs) get Sammy to convince me that's my little brother to watch, to let me watch it. So maybe I'll have watched an episode or two before our next episode. <laughs> All right. Because I'm seeing him on Sunday.
1: Just like, just ignore the sequel trilogy. If you just tell yourself, I watched Return of the Jedi and then the Mandalorian stuff started happening, like,
0: just. Is that when it happens canonically?
1: Canonically, yes. It happens between the original trilogy and sequel trilogy. But like I said, it doesn't try to connect the dots or tie into that abomination is, is it a
0: big is it a big giveaway if like what is this the son of yoda um, if you can't tell me don't tell me anything inconclusive yeah they have they given him a name yet grogu it's grogu yeah huh It makes me yeah you know what's funny is i have an insane collection of star trek books and they're just the best things to pick up and read And this whole Mandalorian thing literally feels like beta canon of Star Wars. And they've essentially turned it into a a show. And if I had been into the beta canon of Star Wars and read that this is the race of the Yoda people, you know, and this could be a continuation of that, I would probably be into it much in the way that I would take a I would take an entire series on the Gorn doesn't even have to be in subtitles is fine. So maybe that's what it is.
1: Okay, you've sold me. Okay. I'm I'm also curious, when you do uh, miscredit your uh, willingness to watch the show to Sammy, I'm curious if he has read, like, the Star Wars Legends, or if if he watches Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, like, how deep into...
0: You need to text me that. Text me those things, and I'll ask him.
1: Okay. Because people people who watch that stuff or read that stuff seem to appreciate The Mandalorian more than... You know the movie. Interesting. So. That's something.
0: Okay. I mean truth be told, I've been watching fucking Batman on HBO Max on like Saturday mornings. I've just been like eating cereal and watching Batman. Like the animated HBO series? HBO. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's so good.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. I mean I'm all for, you know, little cartoons and stuff like that, but okay. Nice. Um And that's why Matt is a jester. Because he bought the Mandalorian without being sold on it because everyone said it was cool and he just wants to be a part of the crowd. You know, he's a sheep. This whole goat thing that was going on is an allegory of, you know, because the goats were eating the baskets of food Mm -hmm. and they had to go find the golden horseshoe. He is on the hunt for a golden horseshoe of a woman. And he, but, but he's the goat, you know, so he's eating at the buckets of the women. To try, and people he knows, to try and appear like a regular goat. But he, when he finds this golden horseshoe, he's gonna realize, Oh my god, I have fucking goat hooves, and not stuff that'll take a horseshoe. It's just not the same. Also, MJ said I like to lead I've said awful things, but I lead by example. So I lead by my acts I stand by my actions. Yeah. It makes no sense. She's completely clueless.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I've probably mentioned on this show that if you're the kind of person that says, I'm the kind of person that yada yada, and then you <laughs> ensue some like positive platitude that you're not actually that kind of person. So classic. Thank good great segue. Great segue, by the way. Thank you. And yeah, yes, and M- MJ you know whatever clearly her actions were to enable the bullies or laugh at their jokes so for her to just keep saying like i'm the kind of person who leads by example it's like yeah but we saw your example and it was like pro-bullying and not like community empowerment so you can say that all you want but it doesn't mean anything
0: your actions speak differently and and, in truth be told Anyone who uh, doesn't approach a discussion or a conversation from the standpoint of I'm going to talk, you're going to talk, I'm going to respond, you're going to respond. They don't know how to have this kind of thing and it's problematic. You know, like y- y- that kind of action of like you can you can stop talking now. You're done. You know, say what you want to say. It doesn't matter. Then. Then you know you're not going to have any meaningful conversation i do that with my buddy riley because he thinks the fucking ram trade was stupid and i think he's an idiot and i pretty much told him i said hey riley just so you know we can discuss this but you're wrong it doesn't matter to me i don't care you're not going to convince me and that's not a meaningful discussion but for me the sports We talk about all kinds of stuff. We play chess together. Mm -hmm. Like, this is such a small portion of our relationship that I'm allowed to be like, you can think that you're not going to convince me. So it's a little bit different in that, like, we're experiencing emotions and love for a man and we're on a television show and we're trying to find love and be a real candid person. And I'm trying to point out faults in you. You're welcome to point out faults in me. And you just shut down it's not healthy and that's not how those things should go
1: yeah so victoria is the most extreme example of that that she wants to say what she wants to say create her own reality but the second anyone she's, else even i mean even you know they don't even have to challenge that reality if she just doesn't like what she's hearing or is annoyed she like just walks away yeah yeah just so childish she's chaotic evil then you have... Okay, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I think that both Jasenia and MJ are going down. I, I think
0: he's not going to give the rose out.
1: Oh, you thought it was going to be one or the other gets a rose on this this little pre cocktail. There's a rose on the table. Oh, shit. You're
0: right. The implication is that one of them gets a rose.
1: Well, either way, I don't think... The the two have staying power, and and sure, I like your idea that maybe no one is going to get the rose. That point being that Josenia is way too eager to like stoop into this drama, and you know, it's it's not that like sure, like MJ's playing for paradise. Yes, yes, just like Serena, she's out. C, she's maybe, totally out. Maybe next yeah. episode is going to be yes, yes. I get that MJ's a little more surly and cynical, and probably like participated in some of the bullying, but yesenia is also like talking over her and like she wants to win she's approaching this as like i'm going to win and that's a bad look and not like coming from a place of maturity it's not what matt wants or says he wants in his robot way
0: mj is at fault mj is at fault but yesenia is buying in which shows a lack of maturity
1: and also fits because fl- she hasn't had the screen time. Exactly. So this exactly. is her way to get yes. the attention.
0: Uh, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Neither of them are front runners. It doesn't matter. They're probably going to be good buds after this. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it did like whatever. You know, it, it, it clearly at this and that. That's kind of the thing when the Bachelor or the Bachelor when the leads show their cards too early.
1: Um, like picking favorites and leading the rest Of the contestants to desperation And auditioning well, for yeah. li- for Paradise
0: It becomes apparent to us And so it's gotta become apparent to them
1: This is good, this isn't a facet of the show I've analyzed before, but I'm gonna watch out For this in the future, when you get to a halfway Point where there's clear frontrunners And then you start seeing who is Just trying to be good television So they can get invited back
0: yeah, yeah. It's
1: really interesting.
0: Um, I'm glad he sent Puerto Rico home. Which I'm sure she was nice. Catalina? She was one of the new girls. Was Miss it... Puerto Rico?
1: You know, I fucking I, know. I closed the ones she, that she, probably she had an She's episode or two. Here.
0: It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. She talked with too much of her mouth. And that's also why I don't like fucking Anna. Talks with way too much of her mouth
1: yeah that was catalina former miss puerto rico
0: yeah i mean you
1: know and i'm allowed to Anna find had, a, had a weird upper lip
0: well she spoke with the bottom of her mouth it's a problem it's like yes that for those of you who can't see wade's showing me it's like all of his front 20 teeth
1: <laughs> but only That's then moving yeah you like sneer and show the top <laughs> the top row but then you're only moving and speaking with the bottom half here. With mouth. the
0: bottom, yeah, you talk with the bottom row. It's yeah, like a, it's just weird. It's
1: like a Bugs Bunny quality to it.
0: Show it to me again. There's your new profile pic, dude. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, I can replace it with that weird fucking shit that I have of you.
1: <laughs> I'll give you my LinkedIn password off air.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. What have you? What do you? What do you want to sign off with? By the way, for your discretion, I'm keeping you here for at least 30 minutes afterwards. I have some things I need to discuss with you that we didn't talk about before the episode. So if you need to go do something after this, you can.
1: No, that's I got a diaper. We're good.
0: Okay, good. Me too. I, I wear my diapers um when I'm at work.
1: Because we're businessmen who are working right now. Uh, signing, signing off. So Katie and Serena are going to audition for Paradise after this. I, I don't think Katie's going to last... I like the girl I think she should have Chris Harrison's job But like anyone, No way She won't last Anyone with that much uh, Self-awareness Does not work well On this show Not what Matt's looking for And uh, uh, yeah, Other than that Just my general Kind of theories On where everyone is at Like I know he goes on a date With Piper next episode Like a one-on-one But uh, and I, We might have been saying This earlier in the episode Or beforehand But like i don't think maggie's gonna get a fair shot i think even though michelle's date went really well last week i think he's gonna cool on her i think this piper date is like just you know i'm just giving everyone a chance like serena p they had a nice date Bree, these were nice dates they were fine but have we seen a lot of excitement from him following up on it like no i think it's just rachel and based and on the Kit. like yeah yeah like, the only sparks I'm seeing from him are for Rachel and Kit, maybe a little for Chelsea, and I'm, I'm, like, scrolling through these faces, and that's that's all I got. In Maggie's defense,
0: I was watching some... There were so many affiliated Bachelor or whatever, um, but they were doing a, like... Q&A with some of the people that are on that are on the cast of this season. And one of the questions was, who's the sweetest girl in the house? And they said it was Maggie. They were like, Maggie is the absolute nicest, sweetest person they have ever met. Not a bad bone in her body. And it makes me feel for her immensely. And that's all I have. <laughs> yeah, and she's
1: like, very good looking. I don't know why... He's not giving yeah, her a chance. she's awesome. Unless he's, like, you know, one of those anti-immigrant Republicans.
0: Well, and that, based on everything you said, he might fucking be. That might be his issue. Yeah. I... <sighs> I don't know.
1: Like, I didn't know if I wanted to, like, come right out and discuss it, but as we know, there is a representation issue with Bachelor Nation shows. That's just a fact. And this season has included so many women of color, like more than half like the majority are not like you know just white girls which is kind of what we're used to on the show
0: christian white girls
1: yes and at the beginning of the show when we interviewed matt and got to know him they seemed to go out of their way to express his self-consciousness about what his expectations were and that people want me to wind up with a certain kind of person which is that preemptive apology for picking another white girl like typically happens on the show I, yeah. I don't know, and I don't mean to be too cynical about you know shooting down the possibility of further developments with like Brie or Serena P or Michelle, but statistically speaking, like white yeah. white girls win the it, show, it, and Matt seems it, like you know
0: it's sp- unfortunate. Yeah, I I I should send you this article I read. Um, you see, I'm a part of a lot of the Jewish publications out there that circle around The Bachelor, and uh some woman wrote um a like. pretty lengthy piece about what it's like to be a jewish woman wh- who loves the bachelor
1: has there ever been jewish representation on the bachelor
0: uh like outwardly it's really, uh it's never really overt there was one guy and i've never seen his season but he was a jew a lead i think or he got picked by the bachelorette i don't really know i haven't seen it claudia i'm sure could tell us but i've seen the wedding photos And he had the, the, the keep, uh, he had the, the tallit and, um, the wooden thing. Wow. I'm completely blanking on it. I, I, I made my mom's wedding. No, it's not a tabernacle. It doesn't matter, but had the full on thing and it was a full Jewish wedding. And, um, so I know of one real guy who was a Jew and then I proceeded to Google and like, yeah, a handful of them are Jews, but it never really matters you know and and they're never proud of their jewishness they're always playing it down you know and that for me is an interesting conversation for another day but like you know it it it's an interesting thing watching these things because it's like i'm getting shoved fucking you know new testament prayers i'm not even like really into the old testament i'm not you know there are things i i do because it's tradition but you know y- you if i were a different type of jew it would alienate you
1: it's it an anti-semitic you know? that i thought you were going to start singing if i were a rich man from fiddler on the roof
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> No, I wish but you, you had. Do know a, if you do know a Yenta, I am looking for a Yenta. Nothing would please me more. That's the thought. All I, dating for me is a joke until I find a you. <coughs> apparently, it's yeah. really quite something. <laughs> we don't need to get into a diatribe about my uh, <laughs>
1: dating life. No, but. but just as an extension of the representation of of like races, it occurred to me like I have not seen an overt. You know, prep, prep proud, and now Jew. Like I don't even yeah. know that if I've spotted a Star of David necklace. Like, yeah,
0: I, I bought, I bought it from uh, Jerusalem. Nice. Yeah, because I was like, you know what, I gotta get one of these. I also rewatched fucking Saving Private Ryan, and it, you know, really empowered me when the guy, when they were praying the German uh, POWs around, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You then, you then," nice. and I was like, "I gotta get one. I'm gonna get one."
1: Was that Sizemore? I haven't seen that movie in like 20 years
0: No, no, that wasn't Sizemore Um, I don't know who it was He was kind of a uh, Smaller looking dude Um I have no idea who the fuck it is
1: Adam Adam Goldberg Oh, he was really a Jew That's great Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah This guy guy works (laughs) You've seen him and stuff Not I dare say that's all I have <laughs> this episode. We can do... Uh, we'll save face for Marvel for another app.
0: Yeah. Um. Andrew Goldberg? Adam. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. That guy. That guy does work.
1: Was he the Hebrew hammer?
0: Yes. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave you on this, by the way. So, um, I was thinking about it and I think my next tattoo... Um, and I think I'm going to get it, like, right here. But I think I'm going to get a bear, right? With a tallit over him. And that's, like, the the cloth that you would wear over that you've probably seen with the talus hanging down.
1: Hind hind leg and or on all fours? Standing up. Good, good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing up, you know, looking fierce. You know, kind of like, ah, like mouth open with a tallit and a, a, a noticeable Star of David tattoo. And then in great... Like uh, cursive script, you know. You have you, you know uh, um, Johnny Knoxville's tattoo of Madison, his daughter,
1: over his chest. I have the internet. I can know whatever you need me to okay. know. Okay. Yeah. Just so seconds. he's got
0: a he's got a tattoo in cursive of Madison on his on his left peck hmm It's a it's a nice cursive. And so under this photo of this Jew with the tali and the the necklace, I may even put a kippa on him. But I wanted to say, the bear Jew, because I think that would make me happy, and I love that character.
1: This is an inglorious Fulking, bastard's reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, because David, my friend, who does the Star Companion, which is where all the Star Trek shit comes from, uh. He's engaged in a potential uh, litigation with a realtor who entered his grandma, his dead grandmother's home after his father died. A realtor let himself into this house in Kingman, Arizona. Okay. And David didn't know about it. His neighbor, who's fucking, like, probably... He, he's literally, like, deaf or blind or both in a wheelchair and said, Yeah, yeah, I've got keys. I... I I have my lady turn on the water for him you know whatever and lets this fucking realtor in and David was like he's not the owner of the home you know like you gotta you you know you gotta call me if you want to enter the home so David began this thing of like look I understand what you're trying to do I get it you should have called me I have my dad's cell phone number it was his house before he died he just died You know, I would have answered it. You should have cleared this. So I'm going to go to the realtor board of Arizona and I'm going to report what happened. It's moved so far along that they're pretty much in arbitration at this point. (laughs) And uh, I was telling David that I was like, you should let me be your lawyer and I'm going to come down there and I've got lots of information on birds. Um, and I'm going to bring a briefcase. And in my briefcase, I'm going to have a switch. And I'm going to be playing Animal Crossing, trying to catch birds. you know. And when they call upon me, I'll be discussing the importance of bird and bird law. And uh, so this joke has uh, metastasized to the point that David's bringing his bear Jew friend lawyer to these things and i was like you know what dude i'm gonna get a bear g tattoo i think that's hilarious and i gotta get one like that it's it's a dope story it's a dope idea and why not it's funny who cares so there you go that's the background behind that whole thing there
1: yeah if i encourage the tattoo and if you do follow through with being his bird law lawyer at this uh you know (laughs) realtor (laughs) trial then you have to get it david just wants an apology that's fair. That's not too much to ask for.
0: Literally, it's like, just say you're sorry.
1: <laughs> Which, in a, in a way, was a the big theme of this episode, is accepting responsibility and being willing to say that you're sorry for saying the bullying things you've said. And, uh, you know, actions have consequences. It was, it was nice to see, uh, you know, Matt have the balls to clean house early on. And like you were saying, hopefully we're now going to be focusing on the relationships. Amazing work Wade Yeah
0: Really Wow This is going to be a two-parter So if you made it this far You've listened to part two Congratulations
1: uh, I, bet part, thanks for listening. I bet part one is going to end right <laughs> when we start talking about Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> Yeah thanks if you made it this far Thank you for listening thanks We for for listening. have fun
0: We love you Send an email I love that bachelor gmail.com I'm Zach I'm Wade Take care of yourself. Bye. Me.